Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. The spotty nature of this event and the fact that it will not have any impact to area roads. The afternoon temperature for your Wednesday, just under 50 degrees. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. We're at 42 degrees in Washington and 259. You're listening to WTOP. Washington's news, traffic, and weather station. WTOP News. Facts matter. Good Tuesday morning, January 30th. Welcome in. Dean Lane, coming up this early morning for you on WTOP. New details about a woman accused of going on a violent crime spree across Prince George's County. I'm Scott Gelman. U.S. vows to retaliate for the deaths of three American troops in Jordan over the weekend. The next steps in the dispute over Montgomery County school leadership. I'm Kate Ryan. With some businesses and sports teams exiting, YDC's mayor says. Downtown is going to be just fine. I'm Mike Marilla. Record day on Wall Street. Asian stocks mixed. Good morning. It's 3 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by O'Reilly Auto Parts. I'm Stacy Lynn. Three American soldiers were killed and over 40 injured in a drone attack on a U.S. military base in Jordan. WJAX-TV's Nick Gibson spoke with the mother of one of the soldiers. A mother's worst nightmare. When I got here, there were two uniformed officers here, and I immediately knew. 24-year-old Kennedy Sanders' mother, Oneida Oliver Sanders, said... She's very athletic, very outgoing. People call her goofy. <laughs> She's always laughing, playing, smiling. Present Biden promised retaliation. As for Oliver Sanders, she wants her daughter's legacy to live on. Well, I just want people to remember Kennedy and smile the way that she always smiles. There was very little warning about the attack because air defense was apparently turned off to allow a U.S. drone to land. Five people have been arrested for some gruesome murders in the Mojave Desert last week. Six were found dead. San Bernardino County Sheriff Michael Warrick on the possible motive. There are certain things at the scene that show a a level of violence that obviously raises some interesting questions for us. But at this point in the investigation, we can't comment on if we believe this is cartel related or not. There was a cyber attack in Fulton County, Georgia. Veronica Waters is with CBS News Atlanta. A hack attack over the weekend is crippling platforms across the Fulton County government. Three notable examples include our phone system, our court system, and our tax system. County Commission Chairman Rob Pitts says law enforcement is on the case. The outage is limiting services from marriage and firearms licenses to library computers. There's a blood shortage in Texas. Details from Ken's TV reporter Simone Simpson. Nationally, minority donors have dwindled. According to U.S. blood donation statistics and more groups, there has been a 35.4% decrease in minority donors in 2021 compared to 2019. Some bills targeting members of the LGBTQ community are moving through legislators all across the country. Devrat Awashti is with the ACLU of Oklahoma. So that includes legislation that bans gender-affirming care. Um, that includes legislation that would include a right to discriminate for health care providers or health care insurance providers. If you try to search for Taylor Swift on X, nothing will come up right now. The social media site has temporarily blocked some searches for the pop star after pornographic deep fake images started circulating. The pics appear to have been created using artificial intelligence image generators. Swifties, of course, quickly launched a counteroffensive with the hashtag protect Taylor Swift flooding the site. This is CBS News. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. 
Get the parts and service you need fast from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. WTOP at 303. It's Tuesday morning. It's January 30th, 2024. Welcome in. Hardly cloudy, mild, cool. The high of 45 later today. We're at 39 in our nation's capital right now. Good Tuesday morning to you. I'm Dean Blaine. Welcome in. We thank you for taking us along for your early 3 a.m. hour ride. Stopping the stories we're following for you this morning on WTOP. A man was killed in southeast D.C. late Monday night, and police are looking this morning, we're told, for the public's help in finding his killer. D.C. police officers were called at the time to the 1200 block of 3rd Street Northeast at around 7.15 last night, Monday night, after reports of a shooting incident. There, they said they found a man suffering from gunshot wounds after what other outlets are reporting appears to have been an attempted carjacking. Now, the man was taken to a local hospital where he died from his injuries later. Police are this morning seeking a suspect described as a black male with thin build wearing dreadlocks. They say he was last seen driving a gray Chrysler 200 bearing D.C. tags GR3248. That's a gray Chrysler 200 bearing D.C. tags GR3248. If you see the suspect or the vehicle in question, you're cautioned to call 911, call 911, that is, as soon as possible. That Baltimore woman who police say stabbed a teen and hit several pedestrians with her car across Prince George's County last week is being held this Tuesday morning without bond. So what else have we learned here at WTLP about these attacks? She is clearly a danger to our community. That's how Prince George's County State's Attorney Aisha Braveboy is describing Tanae Stallings Brown. She's being charged with attempted murder and is accused of stabbing a 15-year-old and hitting random pedestrians across the county on Thursday night. We have not seen this level of violence committed against people who are seemingly strangers in a very long time. Stallings Brown is being held without bond. And we know that this individual has a history out of Baltimore. Baltimore. Brave Boy says that includes an open warrant for aggravated assault with a weapon. This is a random attack by someone who uh, comes into our area and commits these uh, heinous acts against people who they don't know. Scott Gelman, WTOP News. WTOP at 3.05 Tuesday. The search is on this Tuesday morning at this hour for a car possibly associated with that huge pileup on the Bay Bridge locally from the weekend on Saturday. The chain reaction crash that day involved more than 20 vehicles on the westbound span, backing up traffic for hours. Now, Maryland Transportation Authority, MTA police, are looking this morning, we're told, for a blue Honda Civic in this case. They say at the time was speeding and driving erratically that morning, which may have contributed to the crash, they think. They are asking for your help this morning finding that Civic, which was on the bridge between 730 and 745 this past weekend, Saturday morning. Police are reconstructing the crash scene, we're told, and say the investigation could take months. If you know anything, you're asked to call MTA police as soon as possible. WTOP at 306. Montgomery County School Superintendent says she is fighting to stay in her job. Inspector General report that finds the school system had numerous reports, apparently, of problems with its handling of employee misconduct dating back years. The conflict over management in Montgomery County schools has raised questions now about whether or not the county council should take more aggressive action here. One week ago, Montgomery County's superintendent of schools, Monifa McKnight, said the Board of Education made it clear they want her out, but she's not going anywhere. The county council president, Andrew Friedson, was asked whether McKnight should be removed. I'm calling on the board and the superintendent to resolve the dispute. And while the council can remove school board members if it finds things like incompetence or willful neglect of duty, 
Friedson made clear that's not on the table. First of all, I don't think we're there, and I think it would cause a tremendous amount of instability in, in an environment where we need more stability. A council committee hearing on the recent Inspector General's report is set for February 8th. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. WTOP at 307. Some high-profile organizations are making plans to move out of the district, but WTOP's Mike Barillo tells us Tuesday morning... The D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser says downtown is not struggling. The Capitals and Wizards are looking to move to Alexandria, and Fannie Mae is moving its headquarters out of downtown as well. But D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser says... Downtown is going to be just fine. She cites a rise in metro ridership as proof. Also to those who say downtown is struggling, she says. I don't think you were here this weekend uh, when I saw thousands of people pouring out of Annie. A musical she attended. The mayor wouldn't speak about the Caps and Wizards owner Ted Leonson comments that cited significant challenges in downtown for businesses. The city has been dealing with a spike in crime. The mayor also announced $20 million in grants to get businesses into vacant buildings and bring more family-friendly fun to downtown. In downtown D.C., Mike Marillo, WTOP News. Oh, Tuesday morning, January 30th. Thanks for starting your early morning with us. Time now on WTOP 308. Thank you, weather on the 8s and when it breaks. And a good Tuesday morning to Butch Seltzer with us this early hour in the WTOP Traffic Center. Good morning to you, Dean. Good morning, drivers in Maryland on the Bay Bridge. Eastbound span closed for overnight work. Two-way traffic is running on the westbound span, 70 eastbound uh, before Route 15. The right lane gets by that road work. On the outer loop between Connecticut Avenue and 270, two right lanes get by. On the inner loop near Pennsylvania Avenue, the right lane is blocked by the work zone. 95, the Baltimore-Washington Parkway are moving without any issues. In Virginia, 66 eastbound before the Rossland Tunnel. Left lane gets by through the work zone there. And there's construction 95 northbound after Dale City with the left lane blocked. No problems or delays on 395. In the district, from a WTOP listener, DC 295 at uh, East Capitol Street, left lanes blocked there with a three-car accident. We have an accident uh, investigation on Minnesota Avenue between Pennsylvania Avenue Southeast and Randall Circle. Now, because of that accident uh, investigation, we're closed between Anacostia Road and G Street Southeast. 95 in the Beltway are moving fine without any delays. The WTOP traffic studio is furnished by Regency Furniture. You can now finance 60 months with no money down, not a cent out of your pocket. Regency Furniture, affordable, never looked so good. I'm Butch Stelzer, WTOP Traffic. Now let's check that forecast with Veronica this early morning. Light winds this morning under partly cloudy skies. Our temperatures are starting out between 27 and 35 degrees. Later today, uh, afternoon temperature around 45, making it the coolest day of the week. Our winds later will be out of the southeast at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tracking the next weather maker, more clouds for Tuesday night. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. It is 39 degrees at Pun Circle this morning, 36 Germantown, 39 Annandale. Up a degree to 39 in our nation's capital. Brought to you this time around in the 3 a.m. hour on T.O.P. Tuesday morning by Long Fence. Save 25% on Long Fence. Decks, pavers, and fences. Six months. No payment. No interest financing. Terms and conditions do apply. Check them out. Go to longfence.com. WTOP at 310 Tuesday morning. Money news at 20, then 10 and 40 past the hour. Let's check in now with Jeff Clayball this morning. Social media site Reddit is going public, an IPO that could value the company at $5 billion. SoFi turned its first profit last quarter. The online lender and bank 
ended the year with 7.5 million members, 44% more than a year ago. The Washington Business Journal says New York restaurant chain Dig with Build Your Own Bowls is opening in Ashburn and Bethesda. Dig already has a spot in Georgetown. The Dow and the S&P 500 index rallied to records in Monday's session. Jeff Glable, WTOP News. Asian stocks finished mainly lower this 3 a.m. hour check. The exception is the Nikkei up almost 39 points. Down elsewhere, Kospi was down less than two points. The Hang Seng was down 4.11, and the Shanghai is off 53 points. Good morning. Glad you're with us. It's 3.11 on WTOP. Welcome in. Michael and Sons heating tune-up for only $59. Michael and Son. You're with Dean Lane on WTOP. My simple solution to the problem was remove people from the scene and help them feel safer. In response to attacks against Asian Americans... Maddie Park raised over $250,000 to donate cab rides to the Asian community. There is so much more work to be done. We really need to come together and tackle this issue as a community. Support the Asian community. Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council. WTOP and 7 News First Alert Weather. Up to the minute forecasts you can count on. As a mom, I want my kids' lives to be filled with joy and possibility. And I want that for every kid. That's why I support No Kid Hungry. They work in schools and communities to make sure every kid gets the healthy meals they need. Please join me in supporting No Kid Hungry for all kids. Thank you! Good Tuesday morning. It's January 30th. Welcome in. If you're just joining us, glad you're starting your early morning with us here at the 3 a.m. hour. It'll be partly cloudy, mild, cool today. The high should reach about 45, coolest day of the week, according to Veronica. Right now, we're at 37 degrees in our nation's capital, where the time now on WTOP is 413. Good morning. I'm Dean Blaine. Welcome in. Glad you're with us this morning. This is WTOP News. Now to the latest news regarding the Trump Organization trial, which may result in the former president no longer being allowed to do business in New York. The judge overseeing that trial says he has found major errors in the documents. Washington Post reporter Devlin Barrett, who covers the FBI and Justice Department and who is the co-author of the Trump Trials newsletter, speaks this morning with WTLP's own Dimitri Sotis. So one of the little noticed parts of this case uh, involving business fraud, alleged business fraud in the Trump organization is that the court set up an independent monitor who's a former judge who's basically there to go through the books and make sure that they are doing everything appropriately with their accounting. And just uh, at the end of last week, that independent monitor sent a letter to the judge overseeing the case saying, I've actually found a number of errors, omissions, uh, discrepancies, and I'm bringing it to your attention because I think you need to know. That's important because the judge overseeing this case is about to issue a finding as to how much Trump and his company should have to pay. So it comes at a sensitive time. It could affect what penalty the judge hands down here. So uh, it's it's a very important moment in this process. I'm not asking this to be flippant or to try to make a joke, but has this very much agitated Donald Trump? Extremely so. So what happened today is that lawyers representing Trump's two sons, Donald and Eric, fired back a very angry letter saying, 
one, the judge is wrong in, in what she, in some of the, some of her factual assertions. Two, the things she's not wrong about are very minor problems and not a big deal and not worthy of, you know, uh, making a, a case out of it. And three, they actually accuse the independent monitor of pretending to find problems just so that she can keep getting paid as an independent monitor. So uh, to the map that we all have a mental image of in our minds, we're zooming out of New York and heading back down here to to D.C., to the federal election interference trial. Suddenly, uh, Devlin, as you've noticed, we're almost into February. That trial set to start March 4th. We could never say for sure, but are we pretty much looking at a delay in this trial? And what are the factors? Yeah, they, they haven't officially called it, but it's it's a little like when, you know, it's storming outside very, very hard and the baseball game's supposed to start in about 10 minutes. You can sort of see it coming that this is probably not going to happen on the March 4th schedule. One, because there's a significant, uh, you know, appeals issue that still has to be decided before it can go forward. And two, the judge overseeing that trial has sent signals saying that even she is skeptical that this is going to go ahead on schedule. The key signal, I think, being that she has scheduled a different trial to begin in early April. And I don't think realistically a judge would do that if they thought they were going to be overseeing a president, a a former president's trial at that time. There, our time is almost up, but is there another legal venue that you'd like to mention before we say goodbye for now? Well, again, it's a big field, but Georgia, there's going to be two things to look for this week in in the, the fight over the DA's potentially problematic personal relationship. We still don't know a lot of facts yet. This may be the week we find out some of those facts. That's the Washington Post reporter Devlin Barrett, who covers the FBI and Justice Department and who is the co-author of the Trump Trials newsletter talking with our Dimitri Sager. Quick look at some of the top stories we're following for you this Tuesday morning on WTLP. A little discussed U.S. military desert outpost in northeastern Jordan now becomes this week the focus of international attention after a drone attack over the weekend killed three American troops and injured 14 others. And a framework that could lead to a ceasefire in Gaza. The latest in just minutes, you are listening to 103.5 FM and WTLP.com. So what's a great way to spread awareness that driving high is illegal everywhere? A catchy song, of course. You can run, but you can't drive high. You can run, but you can't drive high. Friendly reminder, don't drive high. If you feel different, you drive different. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Thank the Lord for the nighttime. WTOP Lane. WTOP at 317. Car makers are starting to realize that making new technology work isn't easy. This is Jeff Gilbert with the Car Chronicles. Gary Silberg of KPMG does a yearly survey of car makers. This year, they're pretty concerned about their software. People are realizing if we don't get the software right, um, we're going to be in big trouble. And this was kind of a realization how hard it is to develop software-defined vehicles. Those who do it right will be the winners. There's going to be a shakeout. There's going to be the winners. And it's going to be great. It really is, Jeff. But... Mark my words, shake out, because there's a lot of capital. Not everybody's going to make it. This is a lot harder than people realize. Long-term, a vehicle software is expected to be more important than its hardware. With the Car Chronicles, I'm Jeff Gilbert, CBS News. And a good Tuesday morning, January 30th. Thanks for starting the early part of your morning with us. Time now is 3.18. I think your weather on the 8s and when it breaks, let's check in now with Butch Seltzer and the WTLP Traffic Center this morning. 
Thank you, Dean. In Virginia, 66 eastbound before the Rossland Tunnel, left lane gets by through the work zone. There's construction 95 northbound after Dale City with the left lane blocked. No problems or delays on 395 in the district. From a, This is from a WTOP listener. DC 295 at East Capitol Street. The left lane is blocked with a three-car accident. We have an accident investigation in place on Minnesota Avenue between Pennsylvania Avenue Southeast and Randall Circle. Now, because of that accident, we're closed. The accident investigation, rather, were closed between Anacostia Road and G Street Southeast. 95 in the Beltway, those are moving fine without any delays. In Maryland, on the Bay Bridge, eastbound span is closed for overnight work and two-way traffic is running on the westbound span, 70 eastbound before Route 15. The right lane gets by that road work on the outer loop between Connecticut Avenue and 270. Two right lanes get by on the inner loop near Pennsylvania Avenue. The right lane is blocked by the work zone. 95 and the Baltimore-Washington Parkway are moving without any issues. I'm Butch Seltzer, W. TOP traffic. I'm tracking two weather makers for our week. One coming through on Wednesday and another Friday. Both of them will have very low impacts on our area. Here early this morning under partly cloudy skies, our temperatures 27 to 35 degrees. Later today, still partly cloudy with an afternoon temperature of 45 degrees, making it the coolest of the week. On Wednesday, during the morning hours, mainly tracking a little wintry mix, spotty in nature, a quick burst based on the temperature. Temperatures melting on its journey down. High temperature just under 50 degrees. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. 41 degrees in Alexandria, 41 Penn Quarter, 38 in Columbia. This 3 a.m. hour, Tuesday morning, January 30th. We're back up to 40 and holding in our nation's capital. Brought to you this early morning, Tuesday, by Lynn the Plumber Heating and Air. Trusted. Same day service, seven days a week. Check them out. Lynn the Plumber. Heating and air. And coming right up this half hour. A rabbi kicked out of his ride share by the driver and then beaten. I'm Dick Iuliano. Plus, this change could make your morning commute shorter. I'm Neil Augenstein. I'm Scarlett Johansson. My family relied on public assistance to help provide meals for us. These meals fueled my involvement in theater and the arts as a child, which fostered my love for acting. The Feeding America network of food banks helps millions of people put food on the table. You can join the movement to end hunger by donating, volunteering, and advocating. Because when people are fed, futures are nourished. Join the movement to end hunger at feedingamerica.org slash act now. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. You check your phone, what, 50 times a day? Because there's always something new. It's the same with breaking news. Stay up to date. Check back with us two, three, four times a day. WTOP News. Facts matter. Good morning. Welcome into WTLP. Thanks for being with us. Time now is 321 Tuesday morning. This is WTOP News. Here at home, a local rabbi says a rideshare driver assaulted him after demanding he get out of the car. Now, D.C. police this morning are investigating. Rabbi Menachem Shemtov, director of Chabad Georgetown, says he ordered a lift Sunday morning around 1015 and was driven less than a block on Connecticut Avenue Northwest when the driver put him out. He told me that he doesn't like my energy or the energy of people like me. D.C. police say the driver, complaining the rabbi slammed the door as he got out, followed Shemtov and struck him. He proceeded to punch me right in my face, knocked off my yarmulke. Shemtov tried to stop the lift driver from leaving and was struck again. Thrashing and slashing with his keys. D.C. police interviewed witnesses who gave police cell phone video of the confrontation. Lyft says it condemns the driver's behavior and has deactivated him. 
Dick Iuliano, WTOP News. A local Arlington couple says their pride flags just keep getting stolen, and they're turning to social media now for help on this problem. According to Arlington Now this week, Michelle Logan and Jenna Burnett say their pride flags have been taken from their porch five different times. The first theft happened apparently September 16th of 2023, and the most recent theft occurred, we're told, over this past weekend. They've been posting about the incident on X and Reddit, sharing a video from their ring camera, and they say they have gotten an outpouring of support, apparently, from people who want to help them out on this one. Arlington County Police this morning investigating and asked the public to contact them with any info about the flag thefts that you might know. Do you want to make your morning commute shorter? Don't we all? WTOP's Neil Logenstein reports Tuesday morning you should consider changing the time you actually leave home. An analysis of Census Bureau data shows most in our area leave the house between 8 and 8.30 each morning. The study by Yardy Cube, a co-working space management platform, says leaving between 8.30 and 9 could save up to 20 hours a year of commuting time. Are there crashes? What does the weather look like? Those variables can throw a tightly planned commute out of whack, says WTOP morning traffic reporter Rita Kessler. She says some commuters built in extra time. The people who want to get there on the dot, those are the people that this might help the most. Neil Loggenstein, WTOP News. You are listening to 103.5 FM at WTOP.com. Are your children up to date on their school immunizations? Childhood immunizations and regular visits to the doctor help protect D.C. public school students, staff, and teachers year-round. Make sure your students are protected from childhood diseases. Visit osse.dc.gov immunization for more information on school immunization requirements and to find vaccine clinics throughout the district. Together, we can ensure all D.C. students are healthy and ready to learn by protecting them and our community against infectious disease. Visit osse.dc.gov immunization to learn more. Stay up to date with WTOP News and 7 News First Alert Weather. Black men are the most likely Americans to die from lung cancer, and black people develop the disease earlier in life than others. Federal guidelines have nearly doubled the number of black Americans eligible for lung cancer screening. Insurance companies are required to cover these tests for those ages 50 to 80 who smoke or used to smoke. If that's you, talk to a doctor about lung cancer screening. For more information and to find a screening center near you, Visit acr.org slash mylcs. That's acr.org slash mylcs. Good Tuesday morning, January 30th. Time now on WTOP is 325. Sports at 25 and 55. Let's check in once again with Rob this early on. At long last, the Wizards have a win streak. They erased a 14-point deficit to beat the Spurs 118-113 and win back-to-back games for the first time since last March and won consecutive games in San Antonio for the first time in a quarter century. Interim coach Brian Keefe, who started his career as a video assistant for the Spurs, said the key to the 20-6 to run to end the game. Our physicality, our intensity level really ratcheted up in the fourth. And then I think you saw down the stretch, we trusted the pass. Tyus and Kyle were playing you know, a little two-man game. We hit the open man and we just made the simple play and the trust factor was great. So I love that down the stretch. We were sharing the ball. On the college hardwood, the Howard women lost.